Welcome to Thrive Church Online. My name is Kathy. I'm going to be your online host for today. If it's your first time here, we would love to get to know you better. So please text me to 604-285-5770 or visit MyThriveInfo and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Students through water bottle. Parents, don't forget to go to MyThriveInfo slash ThriveKids to access the Thrive Kids curriculum. There you can find the worship video, the lesson video, a resource sheet that you can download, print, and do with kids. And there's going to be Zoom classes every Sunday from between 10.45 to 11.15 a.m. We love to see all your beautiful faces. Just take a selfie of yourself, tune in to today, and post it on your social media using the hashtag ThriveChurchOnline. I'm now going to pass the time over to Pastor JB, and I'll see you all later. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Thrive Church. Whether you're visiting us on site or you're visiting us online, it is so good to have you here. My name is JB. I'm one of the pastors here at Thrive, and it gives me a great pleasure to welcome you to an amazing Sunday here at Thrive Church. Hey, by the way, if you are new to Thrive, if this is your first time here, you're what we call our VIP, and we especially want to welcome you. If you want to go on your device to mythrive.info and press the button that says new to Thrive, we'd love to send straight to your door, your very own stainless steel Thrive Church water bottle. Just a simple way for us to say thank you so much for spending a bit of your Sunday with us. Can we give all of our VIPs a big hand, big shout, let's play together right now. Praise God. And by the way, if you're you know visiting us on site, it is so good to see you, so good to have you here. And we will have that water bottle for you at the end of our service at the Welcome Center. It's so good to have you here. In fact, we've got a saying here at Thrive, which is welcome is not just what we do, it's who we are. And so with that in mind, would you welcome one another to church today? Maybe in a chat room, if you're visiting us online, would you welcome the people in your chat room? Maybe you're sitting beside someone that you're watching the service with online. Would you give them an air high five, an air handshake, an air hug, or a, you know, a real hug, whatever it is, whatever's appropriate. And let's just welcome one of the church today. It is so good to have you all here. Praise God. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that all of you are staying cool in the heat right now. It is a hot time right now. Uh, and it is uh, awesome to be here together at Thrive Church to spend time, hopefully staying cool together uh, in the presence of God and the presence of one another. Uh, and I want to let you know this past, uh, wow, past weekend, uh, my son and I, we went to Watermania. For those of you who are familiar with uh, you know, Greater Vancouver Watermania, it's a place with a lot of water slides. Uh, it's got high diving boards, got a wave pool. So I took my son there and we had an amazing time. We went down the water slides together. We were racing down. Uh, he was learning to dive, which is a lot of fun trying to teach him how to do that. Um, and actually brought it back a lot of memories because it made me think back to uh, a time when we first started here at Thrive Church and we didn't have our own baptism pool. Uh, rather, we would baptize people at Watermania. That's right. We would take them down the water slides. I baptize you in the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm not, I'm not. We didn't go down the water slides, but we would baptize people in one of the pools at Watermania uh, and then we'd use the water slides. And so, you know, and why I bring that up today is because guess what? Next Sunday, August 22nd, it is Baptism Sunday once again here at Thrive Church. And we're not at Watermania. We're going to be doing it here safely at the Thrive Center. And in, especially in this uh, special season right now, we want to really prioritize everybody's health and safety. And so if you want to sign up for baptism, you can do so at mythrive.info. Press the baptism button and we 
we are committed to helping you get baptized in the safest way possible. If you're wondering, what is baptism? Baptism is not a graduation. Baptism is a beginning. A bap- baptism is basically you saying, I need a savior. His name is Jesus. I thank Jesus for dying on the cross for me. If that's you, if you've recently received Jesus Christ as your savior, maybe at one of our services or maybe a long, long time ago, you asked Jesus Christ into your life to forgive you of your sins, but you never took that next step of getting baptized, then hey, next Sunday is for you. We would love to see you. We'd love to help you get baptized in a safe and uh, you know a, a, a secure way. And so we encourage you to sign up for baptisms. I've heard some really funny excuses over the years about, oh, I'm going to delay my baptism for whatever reason. Uh, you know, one, 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 one I've heard is, you know, I'm going to wait until our church is in a newer building, <laughs> and then I'm going to get baptized. Or I'm going to wait until uh, the water is a little bit warmer, then I'm going to get baptized. Uh, I can kind of understand that one. Uh, like, uh, you know, uh, the, the are, you know, I'm going to wait until my aunt who lives overseas that I haven't seen in years one day comes to Vancouver and then because I want to have her watch me get baptized let me tell you this I would encourage you for those who've asked Jesus Christ into your life don't delay your baptism don't be someone who says, you know, I need to, you know, you know, put my obedience to God and attach it to something that may or may not ever happen. Some people, oh, I want to get baptized with my husband who's not yet a Christian, you know, and, and you know, don't, don't wait for that. Instead, you want to do the thing that Jesus did. You want to get baptized and in so doing, it'll be one of the most joyful, exciting things you've ever done. And we'd love to be a part of that with you. And so love to see you at Baptism Sunday, next Sunday, August 22nd. Get, get, turn your neighbor and say, I can't wait for next Sunday. Can't wait for next Sunday. Praise God. Well, we are so excited for our time together here at Thrive Church today. It's time to get your Bibles right now. Maybe yours is a paper Bible like mine. Maybe yours is uh, a, you know, a phone or device you download the Bible into. Either way is cool. This is just a fun way for us to get our hearts ready for the message today. And so I'm going to encourage you right now to grab your Bibles. And if you could just hold up your like so. And if you didn't bring a Bible, why don't you point the Bible somewhere near you. And let's say this together out loud to get our hearts ready for the message today. We're going to say this. This is my Bible. It is God's word. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I open up my heart so that God's word can come in and change my life, and I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, we are doing a series here at Thrive. It's called Rise Up and Wise Up. Everyone say, Rise Up and Wise Up. And this series is all about how do you find hope and wisdom through the powerful book of Proverbs in the Old Testament. And we've had an amazing time in this series so far. If you've missed any of the episodes in the series, then I highly encourage you to check out those episodes you miss. You can go to our Thrive Church Vancouver podcast. You can go to our YouTube channel and catch up on all the awesome content that we've you know, been able to look at together through this series called Rise Up and Wise Up. Hey, and by the way, if you're new to Thrive and if you're new to church generally, if you're coming Coming in from another faith background or no background at all, if you're kind of curious, you're just kind of exploring, you're new to the Bible, new to Jesus, we are so glad that you're here. And we hope that you find that this place called Thrive is a safe place for you, a place where you can be yourself, a place where you can find some hope and some community, a place where you can ask even some of the questions that are on your mind. And if we can help you or serve you in any kind of way, you can always email us at info at thrivechurch.ca. But here today, we are getting ready for the next episode of Rise Up and Wise Up. And with that, in mind, we have someone so special who's here with us today. The fact is, we would not be in this place and in this Thrive Center today if it were not for this one very special man. Pastor Bon Mercigan uh, is an amazing, amazing guy. And he uh, was the one who was leading the church that was here in this building 
and he opened his arms to us when we were just a Saturday night church, when we felt like sleeping in on Sundays and we just wanted to have church on Saturdays. I'm kidding. But when we were a Saturday night church, uh, we needed a place to stay because how many of you every, every church needs a home. You know, a church, the church is the people. It's not the building, but every family needs a home. And we needed a home. And Pastor Bon, he, you know, several years ago, he opened up this building to us so that we could have a place to stay on Saturday nights. And we uh, have been so blessed because we've been here. Uh, and you know, God has used uh, you know, this place and, and, and Pastor Bon in so many awesome ways so that we could be where we are today. And so you know, we are so grateful for him. Uh, he is one of the Philippines' greatest exports. Uh, and you know, I, it, make, it makes me you know, have a little bit of courage to share with you just one phrase in the Philippine national language of Tagalog that I know. Can I share it with you right now? All right, and Pastor Bon, you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. Okay, I just know one phrase in Tagalog. Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay, here it is. Walag nang gatas, me progulay. Walag nang gatas, me progulay. What does that mean? It means we don't have vegetables, but we have milk. All right? Don't ask me why I know that phrase. How did I do? Is that okay? Okay, he's, 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 he's holding back, uh, you know, for sure. But, but this, is, this is it. Is, um, today, today, Pastor Bon is uh, here to teach us, and he's not just here to teach us, you know, more Tagalog than I ever could, but even more than that, Pastor Bon has taught me a whole lot about how to love your church, how to love God, He's here to bring something powerful from the book of Proverbs to us today. He's here to bring the milk. He's here to bring the vegetables. He's here to bring the meat of the word of God for us today. And so would you please uh, give a warm, thrive, thankful welcome to Pastor Bon Mercy again as he brings the word of God today. Let's bring it up to him. Praise God. Let's welcome Pastor Bon today. Thank you, Pastor JB. And um, Pastor JB mentioned about home. You know, every time I come here, I feel like I'm home. I don't want to leave ever. But, and at the same time, when Pastor JB, every time he gives an introduction about me, it seems like it gets bigger and bigger and better and better. So, yeah, it's always a great joy and privilege to be at Thrive Church. Amen? Man, it's always good to be here. So, for today, I'd like to, um, uh, we'd like to learn about Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. So, uh, let's please read uh, these two verses together. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So these verses seem very straightforward. So one would think, but let us ask ourselves this question. Let's be honest. When difficult times come into our lives, right? When we experience challenges in our finances, our job, our relationships, our physical health, how often do we really apply Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6 in our lives? How often do we bring the situation to God and say to Him, Lord, I have this specific problem, and nor do I know, I don't know what to do, nor do I know how long it will take. So Lord, I make the choice right now to trust in You with all my heart. And I, I make the choice to also submit to your ways and to your will. I trust that you will guide me and show me the way. And I pray that I will also use this time to draw closer to you. You see, it is all about trusting God. Amen? Now, some believers pray this prayer and they follow through with those prayers. Now, some believers pray this prayer but do not follow through. So regardless of how you or I have responded to life's difficult situations in the past, 
There are precious life principles that we can learn today. And our hope, our prayer, is that we will apply these principles in our daily lives. Amen? Okay, let's move on to our first life principle. Life principle number one, trusting God comes naturally when we know Him. Trusting God comes naturally when we know Him. When my earthly father was still alive, I knew that I could trust him to take care of me and help me with my problems. Of course, he was limited in what he could do, but I had confidence in his ability and good character because I knew him and because of my relationship with him. I trusted him because I knew that he would do his very best to give me the very best that I could have. Now, some of you may have had or, pre or presently have this kind of earthly father, that's a great blessing. But the question is, do we have the same level of trust in our Heavenly Father? Let's be honest. Although we know God, that He exists, a lot of times it seems harder to trust God than it is to trust man. Maybe because we don't see God. Or maybe we think because, um, because we don't see any progress in our situation. Or maybe because we want the uh, God to... Um, work on our timetable. But let us be reminded of some of the reasons why we should not put our complete trust in others, including ourselves. First, every person is created and flawed because of the sin nature that is inherent in us. All born-again believers are dead to sin, which means that we are no longer slaves to sin. We should no longer be living a lifestyle of sin. But every now and then, we still sin. When we came to Christ, we became the righteousness of Christ. So when God looks at us, He sees the righteousness of Christ in us. Amen? We are blessed. Now, this means that, again, we are right standing with God. But our sin nature still remains in us. And we will struggle with our sin nature for as long as we are in these earthly bodies. And this sin nature causes every person to have a natural inclination to sin. And that includes selfishness, greed, envy, lying, cheating, right? We will continue to sin in our thoughts, in our words, and in our actions. Second, every person is limited in their wisdom, their abilities, their power, and their resources. So why then would we want to put our trust in others? Now, does this mean we should not trust others? Well, I believe that we should listen to people who are trustworthy, people who have integrity, and people who give godly counsel. But the counsel that they give, right, may not be in accordance with the Word of God, nor it, it may not be something that God wants you to have. It may have worked for them, but, you know, it might not be appropriate for you. And whatever input other people may give us, we always need to bring that to the Lord, because it is He who, whom we completely trust. All right. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, one of the titles of Jesus is Wonderful Counselor. This means that we can trust Him to listen to us and guide us in the right direction. So now that we have been reminded about the flawed nature of man, let us look at some of the reasons why we can trust God completely. Number one, God is perfect. All that God does and says is perfect, and His perfection can see, be seen in His character in his words, and in his actions. We can see that in Psalm chapter 18, verse 30. Can everybody say after me? God is perfect. Man is not. 
Number two, God is omniscient, meaning He is all-knowing. He is omnipresent, which means that He is present everywhere at the same time. And He is also omnipotent, which means all-powerful. And we can see all these attributes of God in Psalm 139. Thirdly, God is eternal. And this can be found in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. This means that God has no beginning and He has no end. He was not created. Number four, God created everything, the heavens, the earth, the seas, and everything in them. And we can see this in Psalm 146, verse 6. Can everybody say, God created everything, including me? Number five, God the Father gave us salvation through Jesus Christ. Why then would he not give us everything else? Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Can everybody say, God's goodness and grace has no limits? Number six, God's plan is to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Can everybody say, God loves me? So the list that we just looked at reminds us that we have every reason to trust God in every situation in our lives. Because God loves us, He can be trusted. He will never deceive us. He will never lead us into harm. And He knows and sees every step that we need to take in order for us to get where He wants us to be. So we should completely trust in the Lord with all our hearts. Amen? Now God, trusting Him just like trusting a person, requires us to know God. We can achieve this by having a personal relationship with Him. I trust my wife because I have a personal relationship with her. I spend a lot of time with her because I love her and she loves me. In the same way, we need to spend time with God because we know that God loves us and because we love Him. And we spend time with Him and once we get to know Him better, it would be more natural and easier for us to put our trust in Him. Are you following me, church? So to get to know God at the personal level, number one, we need to spend time reading and studying our Bibles. Everything that we need to know about God's character and love and His plan for us, right, can be found in the Bible. The more we know our Bibles, the more we, more we will know about Jesus. Because John chapter 1, verse 14 says, Jesus is the Word of God made flesh. Second, we need to spend time talking to God in prayer. It should be second nature for us to do this every day. From the time we wake up to the time we lay our heads. And aside from having our time for daily devotions each day, we should communicate with God throughout the day. And to help us do this, we need to practice the presence of God. Can everybody say practice the presence of God? When my wife and I are in each other's presence, we talk to each other. In the same way, because we know that God is always with us, we can talk to Him as we would to a close friend. It's not easy to do this, but it's also not impossible. Can everybody say, not impossible? We just need to develop the spiritual habits and discipline. Third, personally getting to know God and His, and His love and His faithfulness and His sovereignty, this will naturally increase as we experience going through life's challenges together with God. It is easier to trust God when you have already experienced His goodness, His guidance, and provision for challenges that you might have encountered in your life. So point number one, trusting God comes naturally 
when we know Him. Life principle number two. Lean on God and He will give you rest. Lean on God and He will give you rest. The word lean is an action word, which means to put one's full weight on something. When we lean against the wall, we are completely resting because the wall is able to sustain our full body weight. Last Sunday, I played basketball at the park in front of our house. And being 57 years old, I get tired quickly compared to two years ago. And so after playing one game, I found myself leaning against a tree. And I said to myself, hey, this is actually what I am going to teach at Thrive Church next Sunday. So this is when I asked the guy whom I was playing basketball against or with to take a picture of me getting rest by leaning against a tree. We understand what leaning, a tree, leaning against a tree or wall, or wall feels like. Now, God, who is almighty, is like a wall. When we lean on him completely, he is able to take all our fears and worries. And in exchange for that, we will experience rest instead of stress. Can everybody say rest instead of stress? Needless to say, we should lean on God. Also, we need to make a conscious decision not to waver in our trust in the Lord. Where we lean on God and then we lean on ourselves. We lean on God. We lean on ourselves. This is called wavering. And this is why the first half of verse 5 reminds us that we are to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Can everybody say completely? Let us examine some of the things that, we, that make us lean on our own understanding, which causes us not to trust in the Lord, and instead we rely on a plan B or a plan C, and we put God to the side, and we take matters into our own hands. We act as if we were God or wiser than God. So we lean on our own understanding, number one, when we trust in human reasoning rather than in God. Our ability to reason and see things is very limited. So we should trust God because He's all-knowing and all-powerful. We need to yield to God so that things may be done in our lives His way. Can everybody say God's way? Secondly, we lean on our own understanding when we allow our feelings to take over. It is okay to have emotions or feelings. It is what we do with those feelings and emotions is what is important. If we follow our if we allow our feelings to control us, then we might end up making the wrong decisions. And this will lead to not-so-nice consequences. Can everybody say, I will lean on God? Thirdly, we lean on our own understanding when we fail to see God working in our circumstances. It is easy, it is human nature to see that God is working in our lives in times of blessings. But it is more difficult to recognize that God is working when we do not see any progress in our situation. You guys would love this. Can everybody repeat after me? He never stops. He never stops working. Do you believe that? Amen. Number four, we lean on our own understanding when we listen to other people's counsel. People are quick, sometimes quick to give their opinions. But their advice, again, may not be aligned with what God wants for you. So if it is aligned with God's word, we say thank you. Um, you know, I'll pray about it. 
If it's not something that's not in alignment with the Word of God, we say thank you, but no thank you. Number five, when we listen to the lies of the devil is when we lean on our own understanding. You know that Satan is a liar and an accuser? He always tries to make us fall away from our faith. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the first ever recorded words of the devil were these words. Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Did God really say? And with those words, the devil was inviting Eve to rethink or reconsider what God said. Right? So by adding her human interpretation, Eve convinced herself that God's word was too restrictive. So she fell into the devil's trap, and this led to the first human sin. It led to the fall of man. And Satan still uses this strategy today because it works so well. Can everybody say, I will trust God's word because it is error-free and trustworthy. If you believe that, say amen. These are just five reasons that cause us to lean on our own understanding. And my prayer is that we will recognize them when they happen and with the help of the Holy Spirit, take the next step, which is to lean on God. Before we move on to our third point, let us look at the verses, um, two verses, five and six, listed down as a sequence of steps, which when followed will lead to a promise. So step one says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Step two, lean not on your own understanding. Step three, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And the promise is that he shall direct your path. Now I wonder why God did not lay out verses five and six such that step two would be ahead of step one. Right? On the next screen, right, why not use this order wherein step two becomes step one and step one becomes step two? So it would look like this. Lean not on your own understanding. Do not do this. Instead, step two, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Step three, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. In my human wisdom, this is how I would have ordered the steps. Right? Step one, don't do this. Steps two and three, do this. And all will be well. It seems logical to group all the don'ts and the do's together. But God, in His infinite wisdom and sovereignty, has His reasons. He knows us too well. So let us look at the steps according to how God laid them out. Step one, trust in the Lord. Step two, lean not on your own understanding. Step three, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. The NIV says, submit to Him. And the promise is that He shall direct your path. I believe that when a problem or trial comes into our lives, most of us, if not all of us, start off by doing step one. We go to God in prayer and we trust that He will guide us and help us. We read and study our Bibles more so than ever before. We also rem remember His nature and character. We also recite His promises. We do step one, and that is a good start. But then, after X number of days or X number of months have gone by, the situation has not improved. And in fact, it seems to have gotten worse. So we end up doing step two, where we lean on our own understanding and decide to put God aside and start taking matters into our own hands. This is why God gave us, gave us step three, to command us and remind us once again that we need to trust in Him and that we need to submit to Him. Needless to say, submission to God requires humility, acknowledging that God is God, that we are finite beings, that we are dependent upon Him, and that He knows and does what is best for us. So, again, 
God knows that most people will start off with trust, with step one, trusting in Him. And then He probably knows that we will fall off the wagon and start not trusting Him when we see circumstances getting worse or not changing. And so step three is right there to put us back on the right path that we should be on. God knew what He was doing when He gave us these three steps in this order. Can everybody say, God knows what He is talking about? If you believe that, say amen. Okay, life principle number three. By the way, are you guys learning something this morning? Life principle number three. Submission puts you on a path to God's blessings. Submission puts you on a path to God's blessings. When I need to drive to a place that I have never been before, I use a, ma a mobile app called Google Maps so that even before I leave my house, I will have a general idea of the direction and the major roads or the highways that I need to take. Google Maps will also give an estimate of how long it will take to get to my destination. Well, it doesn't work this way when it comes to God revealing to us the complete path that we need to take or the time it will take for Him to uh, bring us to where we need to be. When we go to God the very first time we face a crisis, He will not immediately communicate to us his complete plan. He will, not, he will not give us a complete breakdown of the steps that we need to take, right? He will not reveal to us up front all the people whom He will be using, nor will He reveal to us how long our trial will last. That is how the world works. That is how a genie works in a movie, but not God. God wants us to trust Him completely, listen, while taking steps, and in between every step of the way, right? Sometimes there is going to be a pause or a uh, delay, quote-unquote, in between steps, right? And that is where we need to be careful. That is where we need to continue trusting in God and lean not on our own understanding. But in my personal uh, story later on, you know, I will talk about this delay, and really, that delay was God setting the stage in the background before allowing me to take the next and final step. So that's for later on. Now, what happens when we lean on our own understanding and make decisions independently of God? Well, we will not experience the promise given in verse 6. We will not experience God directing our ways. We will travel unnecessary paths, paths that may lead to wrong decisions and consequently, to bigger problems. We will also end up ex experiencing anxiety and stress. We will waste time and energy. And in the end, we may find ourselves not being able to receive God's blessings at all or in His perfect time. Now, isn't this what happened to the Israelites after God gave them freedom from 430 years of Egyptian bondage and slavery? The map on the next slide shows the long unnecessary path that the Israelites took after leaving Egypt. Instead of spending a few weeks traveling from Egypt to the promised land because of their disobedience, because of their unbelief, because of their lack of trust in God, the Israelites wandered in the desert wilderness for 40 years before they finally took possession of the promised land. What's wrong with that, Pastor Bond? They took promise. They took hold of the promised land. They entered Canaan. Well, the Israelites wasted 40 years in the desert 
when they could have enjoyed those 40 years in the land of milk and honey. I would like to end by sharing a personal testimony, and it is a beautiful example of how God saw me through a difficult chapter in my life. How many of you love stories? Raise your hands. Yes, we all love the parables of Jesus. We love short stories because they're easy to remember and to relate to. Now, some of you, I think Pastor JB, have heard bits and pieces of this particular story of mine, but I'm sure that none of you have heard this uh, story in its entirety. So here we go. In September 2010, I was laid off from this software company that I had worked with for 15 years. The, com the, the company went through a complete restructuring, and eventually they laid off 95% of its employees. It was not until five years later that God gave me a job at a recycling company called Encore Pacific, also known, it as, also known as Return It. If you are in the habit of recycling or visiting a recycling depot, like the one next door, OK Bottle Depot, right, to return your empty beverage containers, then you probably know this company. You probably have heard our commercials on radio or maybe seen our commercials on TV featuring a bunch of grumpy puppets. You know, these puppets are grumpy because uh, not enough beverage containers get recycled. You know, we recycle more than one billion uh, empty containers each year, but that only represents less than 75% of what needs to be collected and recycled. Anyway, I don't know if this sank into your minds, but five years of not having a job, of being unemployed, uh, is not easy, especially if you live in BC, which means bring cash. No, it means British Columbia. Now, while my wife and I waited for five years for God to give me my next job, it's easy to laugh now, right? But it wasn't when I was going through this. But it's while waiting for my next job, it was important for me to always go back to God in prayer and His Word daily to strengthen my faith, to uh, recommit my trust in the Lord, and to receive God's reassurance of His love and His faithfulness and His promises to me and my family. I always reminded myself that God will bring to fruition His plans not to harm me, but to give me hope and a future. So during those five years, in spite of not having a job, God was, was faithful in providing for our daily bread. In His own mysterious ways, God provided the finances to, for, to support my wife and my four kids and to pay the house mortgage and other expenses. People gave me money to pay for our property tax. That's a biggie. Money to replace our hot water tank. Part-time jobs. Huge containers of food every other week for two years. And this, this came all the way from Seattle. I felt like Elijah who received food from the ravens every morning and every evening. There was even a pastor from Singapore whom I had never met before. And I just bumped into him into a, in a, um, a small function here in Richmond. He prayed for my situation, right? And it was very, a very heartfelt prayer. And it lifted my spirit. But guess what? After he prayed for me, he said, Bon, I'd like to give you a thousand dollars. Just like that. I am a living testimony that God listens and provides when we put our complete trust in Him. Can you say amen? But wait a minute. This gets even better. 
Do you want to hear how I got the job? Amen? Yeah. So I probably submitted 150 plus job applications over five years. And only five companies interviewed me. And every one of them turned me down. Of course, I asked, why, Lord? Why? But instead of allowing my circumstances and my feeling, feelings to dictate my next steps, instead of leaning on my own understanding, and instead of having bitterness towards God, which is easy to do, right? I made the choice to continue trusting in Him. So now comes Encore Pacific, also known as Return It. After being interviewed at Encore, I felt in my spirit that I was going to get the job. The interview went well. I liked the company, and I think they liked me and my, my previous experience. But you know what? The company turned me down. Why, Lord? Why? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. I needed to stick to that. So needless to say, my wife and I were disappointed, but we continued to make the choice to trust in God. Two months later, I got a call from the recruiter who represented Encore Pacific. He said that the lady that, had, that they had hired to be the head of the IT department resigned, and the company was now considering me to replace her. So I went for two more interviews, and eventually, they hired me to manage their IT department, which is the department that takes care of all the computers and all the technologies that the business uses. Praise God, yes? But now comes the part where it just gets better, right? But now comes the part where I saw Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6 come to life. Several weeks into my new job, I found out from certain sources within the company that the reason the first um, manager quit was because she had not been treated properly by her boss. Her boss, who became my boss, loved to micromanage her, even though she was the expert in her field. But when I joined the company, for some reason, my boss did not treat me the way he treated the first manager. My boss adjusted his management style and allowed me to run my department as I saw fit. God moved his almighty hand to make my boss change his behavior. Had I been the first guy to be hired, I would have probably quit or my job would have turned out to be very, very stressful. God needed another two months to make things right. God made adjustments to the person who was going to be involved in my role at the company. God made adjustments before he could allow me to take the next step. God was watching out for me. Can everybody say, God watches over us. It was only after this two-month delay when God finally said, Bon, my child, now this is the job I want you to have. God is good. God is good. Amen. What challenges or trials are you facing in your lives? Take to heart Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 to 6, because it worked for me and it will work for anyone who puts their trust in the Lord. God fulfills His promises to those who walk in trust and obedience to His words. Amen? At this point, I'd just like to um, pray. Uh, so please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful for Your words, for who You are. 
for working in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that for anyone that's going through difficulties, Lord, and during these times, it could be financial, it could be with their relationships, it could be their physical health. Lord, I just pray that they will learn from what we studied today. Lord, let us learn to trust in you. Let us learn not to get in your way. Lord, teach us to follow you. You lead, we follow. Father God, what can we do except to obey you? Lord, I just pray that we will be obedient and trust in you, Lord, as we take those steps and more importantly, as we wait in between those steps because waiting is the hardest thing to do. But we know, Lord, that you want what's best for us. So, Lord, allow us to completely put our trust in you. We acknowledge that you are not only our Savior, Jesus, but you are also our Lord and Master. Father God, thank you, Lord, for uh, our time together with the Tribe Church. So thank you for having me today, and it is always a joy and privilege being with you. God bless you, Thrive Church. Can we thank Pastor Bon for a powerful message this morning? Praise God. I want to thank Pastor Bon for helping us unpack two of the most important, powerful verses in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. It's worth believing that verse and applying that verse to your lives when it comes to your family, when it comes to your future, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your health, the health of someone you love. But perhaps the most important area where we need to apply this verse is when it comes to our relationship with God. See, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. A lot of us, we, you know, think that if I'm a good person, then I'm going to go to heaven. If I, you know, do enough good things, then maybe, just maybe God will match or he's going to balance out the good things I did with the bad things I did. And hopefully the good things will outweigh the bad things and maybe I'll get in that way. And see, the Bible's really clear that when we, uh, you know, when we live our lives on this earth, we cannot please God in all the ways that we were meant to please him. That no matter how good I think I am, how good you think you are, we can never meet God's standards. I can't meet my own standards, let alone God's standards. And because we have something called sin, which is our attitude of wanting to do things our way and lean on, lean on our own understanding instead of doing things God's way, that sin separates us from God. So that we can't have anything to do with God, not now, not ever, but because God loves us, because he didn't want to be apart from us. God did the unthinkable. He sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins so that we could be forgiven, so that we could have a way back to God, not because of how good we are, but simply because God is good. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. My question for you today is this. Have you trusted God with all your heart when it comes to your relationship with him? When it comes to where you're gonna be after all this life on earth is over? Are you trusting in God or are you trusting in your own merit, your own resume? One day at the end of your life, when you stand before God and he asks you, on what basis should I let you into heaven? Are you gonna point to your resume and how good you think you are? 
or you're gonna point to what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and for me. If you wanna trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, it's about trusting Jesus and not on ourselves. And if you wanna do that today, we wanna give you an opportunity that maybe you're here, maybe you've been to church before, maybe this is your first time at church, but you've never you know, done that step of asking Jesus to forgive you of your sins. If you want to take that very important step of trusting God with your heart and not leaning on your own understanding, then this is the most awesome step you could take is to pray a prayer to receive Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins. If that's you, then I want to encourage you to do that with us right now. What you can do is you can click the link that's in your chat room. For those of you watching online, you can also scan the QR code that's on your screen. It'll take you to a, a prayer page with uh, a prayer on it that you can pray. And just that so you're not doing this alone, because trust me, you're not alone. We're going to pray this prayer with you as well. And this is a simple way to humble ourselves before God and ask God for his forgiveness so that we can have a relationship with him, not based on what we do, but what Jesus Christ did for us. And so with that in mind, if you want to pray that prayer, click that link, scan that code, and I'm gonna pray that prayer with you right now as a way to open up our hearts, to humble ourselves before God and ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins. And so if you wanna pray this prayer, why don't you pray it with me right now? Just from your heart, you can say, Dear Jesus, thank you that because you love me, you died on the cross to pay for my sins and you rose again to give me life. Today, I open up my heart and I ask you to forgive me of my sins and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I place my trust not in what I do, but in what you've done for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer and you meant that prayer, then according to the Bible, you are forgiven of your sins. You are a child of God. You now have a relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. You're a citizen of heaven. You have the gift of God's forgiveness and his hope of eternity. And if that's you, a big congratulations. Can you give all of our friends who prayed that prayer just now a big hand, big shout together right now. Praise God. And... You might be wondering, well, what now? Well, I want to encourage you. We've got a few gifts we want to give to you just to congratulate you on this awesome decision you've made. If you go to the end of that prayer page that you see right now, uh, there's a, you know, a, a bunch of gifts that we want to give to you to encourage you in your walk with God. Uh, there's also a Starbucks gift card in there just to celebrate this very special moment. And I want to encourage you as well is keep coming to church. Every baby needs a family to grow up in. We'd love to be your spiritual family. And on top of that, I encourage you to get baptized. Baptism is not a graduation. Baptism is a beginning. You don't need to have read the Bible backwards and forwards to get baptized. You don't have to go to church all your life to get baptized. All you need to know is I trust Jesus Christ as my Savior. And if that's you, we encourage you to sign up for baptism. We've got Baptism Hunt Sunday coming up this coming Sunday, August 22nd, and we'd love for you to be a part of that too in a safe, secure way. One of the most exciting things we do here at Thrive Church. Well, right now, we're going to continue to respond to God. We're going to ask our worship band to lead you in a song. We're going to sing to God and as we do so, let's also take this moment to give our tithes, our offerings. Those who call Thrive Church your home church, or you just believe in the work that God is doing here at Thrive. I encourage you to give your faithful tithes, your generous offerings. Know that when we seek God's kingdom first, he adds what? He adds everything we need. We can trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding when we give in this way, knowing that he will make our path straight. And so worship team is going to lead you in a song. Let's give at mythrive.info. Let's give our very best to God because he gave his very best to us. Let's do that together right now.
gathers my heart and taking me over, taking me over. And all I want is to be with you forever, with you forever. Hold me a little closer. Take me a little deeper I wanna know your heart I wanna know your heart Cause your love is so much sweeter Than anything I've tasted I wanna know your heart I wanna know your Your love has ravished my heart and taken me over, taken me over. And all I want is to be with you forever, with you forever. So pull me a little closer. Take me a little deeper I wanna know your heart I wanna know your heart Cause your love is so much sweeter Than anything I've tasted I wanna know your heart I wanna know your heart I wanna know your heart Lord Jesus, we just want to take this time and give it all to you, Lord. Lord, just open our hearts to you, for you love us. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, oh we need you now.
much sweeter than anything I've tasted. I wanna know your heart. I wanna know your heart. Can we give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now? Oh, come on, there's more than that. Give God all of your praise in this place today. As we close off today's service, let's pray together right now. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that we have you to trust in, that we don't need to just trust in ourselves and in our own very finite, limited wisdom. We can trust in you who is unlimited. We can trust in you who knows far better than we do. We can trust in you, the one who's writing a greater story with our lives than anything we could write ourselves. We can trust in you who's the one who's in control, the one who is greater than anything we're facing today, the one who is strong, the one who is faithful, the one who is steadfast, the one that we can count on through thick and through thin. We thank you, God, and we thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins and to rise again from the grave so that we could have forgiveness for our sins and hope for not just today, not just for tomorrow, but forever. And so we thank you, God, for every person who trusted in you today. Would you help us to keep on trusting in you? And with that in mind, we pray all of your blessing, your hope, your peace, your protection, your promise, your rest, your healing, your comfort, and your wisdom and your Holy Spirit to fill every single person here until we next meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give God, God a big hand, a big shout? Let's play together right now. Praise God. That's the end of our worship service, but our worship continues. Let's continue to worship God in all that we do this coming week. First time guests, VIPs, so good to have you here. We hope to see you next week for the continuation of our series, Rise Up and Wise Up. Sign up for baptism at, at mythrob.info. We can't wait to see you next week. Praise God, the best is yet to come. Love you guys. Take care, everybody. Thank you, Pastor JB, and thank you, Pastor Bond, for the powerful message today. Before I let you guys go, I have a few announcements. If it's your first time here, we would love to get to know you better, so please text NEW to 604-285-5770 or visit info, and we'll mail you your very own Thrive Stainless Steel water bottle. If you're on-site at Thrive Center, you can pick one up at the Welcome Center by the exit door after service. If you prayed the prayer with Pastor JB earlier to receive Jesus Christ in your life today, Congratulations, we have a gift package for you and we'll also send a series of videos that will answer some questions about Christianity. Please text BELIEVE to 604-285-5770 or visit info and click I want to ask Jesus into my life. There will be a form for you to fill out and the gift will be on its way. If you're on site, you can pick up your gift at the Welcome Center after service. During COVID-19, baptism may look a little bit different than normal, but we are committed to helping you have a great baptism experience that is also safe for everyone involved. Our next baptism is happening Sunday, August the 22nd. If you would like to get baptized, please visit mythrob.info slash baptism and one of our staff will contact you as soon as possible. Thrive Church is offering both on-site and online services on Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. For on-site services, we have safety protocols in place. For more information or pre-registration, please visit thrivechurch.ca slash reopening. That's it for this week. Join us again for episode eight of our Rise Up and Wise Up message series. I hope you all have a great day. Don't forget to give your tithes and offerings. See you all next week at Thrive Church, both online and on-site at Thrive Center. Bye!